everybody. This is Linda Dawson. And this is Glenn Dawson. We have a brand new podcast for you this week, and it's His Eyes on the Sparrow. It is a gospel hymn written in 1905 by lyricist Sevilla Martin and composer Charles Gabriel. It is most associated with actress-singer Ethel Waters, who used the title for her autobiography. Why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart feel lonely and long for my heaven and home? When Jesus is my portion, a constant friend is he. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. Yes, his eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. His eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. He watches me. Let not your heart be troubled. His tender word I hear. And resting on his goodness, I lose my doubts and fears. Through, though by the path he leadeth me, but one step I may see. His eyes on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. Oh, his eyes on the sparrow. And I know he watches me. Whenever I am tempted, whenever clouds arise, when songs give place to sign, when hope within me dies, I draw thee clear, closer to him. From care he sets me free. His eyes on the sparrow, and I know he cares for me. His eyes on the sparrow, and I know he cares for me. His eyes on the sparrow has a simple melody, not exaggerated crescendos and theatrical flourishes. It's a song that relies completely on the clarity of its verses and its dignity of the performer. It opens with a rhetorical question, why should I feel discouraged? Why should I feel pain? Why should I feel lonely when the clouds arise? When I have when I have troubled and when I long for heaven and home. Now these are metaphors for safety and comfort, and the question is answered quietly with the economy of text. You know his eye is on the little old sparrow, and I know he cares for me and you. The theme of the song is inspired by the words of David in the Psalms and Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew in the Bible. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Psalms 32, 8. And in Matthew six twenty six, Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And not one of them shall not fall on the ground without your Father's will. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore, 
yet ye of more value than many sparrows from Matthew 10, 29 through 31. Pastor Robert Cottrell noted how the assurance of the sparrows follows a particular pattern of thought in the Bible. He said, since God keeps his eye on each tiny insignificant sparrow, it's surely even more certain that he will watch over each of his blood-bought children, human beings, of whom the Bible says, You, Lord, have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor and set him over the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor and set him by the works of your hands. In Hebrews 2, 7. We are assured that the very hairs of our head are numbered. Since God is concerned about the hairs of our head, surely he's interested in what happens to the rest of us, not only for time, but for all eternity. In the second stanza, the quote, Let not your heart be troubled, comes from John 14, 1. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And then in John fourteen twenty seven, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Also in the second stanza, the phrase, By the path he leadeth, is possibly a reference to Psalms 23.3. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Hymnologist Carl Dahl has noted how when song is placed to sign in stanza 3, is the reverse of Isaiah 35.10 which is, and the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy in their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. The sparrow is one of the smallest birds in the world, and may be considered as of no consequence to many people, and could be sold cheaply. But Jesus said, God does still care and notices when one of them fall to the ground. This is as per Matthew ten twenty nine through 31. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. If God cares about the tiny sparrow, how much more will he care for your needs, my brothers and sisters? That is the message and meaning of this phrase. His eye is on the sparrow. This song that has comforted millions of Christians all over the world was written in 1904 by Sylvia Martin. Sevilla Martin was born in 1866 in Nova Scotia, Canada. She married an evangelist, and they together traveled all over the United States conducting evangelistic campaigns. 
She worked with him on music during his meetings also. Savilla Martin said of her inspirations to write the songs based on the scripture, Early in the spring in 1905, my husband and I were vacationing in Elmira, New York. We developed a deep friendship with a couple there by the name of Mr. and Mrs. Doolittle, true saints of God. Miss Doolittle had been bedridden for almost 20 years. Her husband was an incurable cripple who had to propel himself to and from his business in a wheelchair. Despite their affliction, they lived happy Christian lives, bringing inspiration and comfort to all that knew them. One day, while we were visiting with the Doolittles, my, hus- my husband commented on their bright hopefulness and asked him for the secret of it. Miss Doolittle replied, and it was simple. His eyes on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. The beauty of this simple expression of boundless face, faith gripped their hearts and fired their imagination of Sylvia Martin. Procuring paper and pencil in a few moments, she wrote the now famous hymn. The next day, she mailed it to Charles Gabriel, who wrote the music and sent it to Charles Alexander in England, where the song was sang in Albert Hall during the great Tory Alexander revival. From there, it has gone all over the world. Sevilla would often write songs together with her husband, Walter. But this time, sources say, Walter was unsatisfied with his own attempt at writing music for His Eyes on the Sparrow. Thus, the appeal to composer Charles Gabriel in his personal memoirs in 1918, Gabriel gave his own account. One evening, while in despondent, downhearted mood, I was glancing over some song words. None seemed to appeal to me. Presently, I remembered having received a hymn in the day's mail, which I had not yet looked at. Taking it from my pocket, it seemed like a voice speaking directly to me as I read, and its melody rang out of silence into my heart, exactly as it would sung today. I wrote it out in a letter to Mr. Alexander the next day. I mailed it to England, where in Albert Hall the Sparrow Song was first sung in public. The scene is a hotel suite in Jacksonville, Florida. It's midnight on New Year's Day, 2002. And Condoleezza Rice and a few of her friends have gathered in her suite following the Gator Bowl football game between Florida State and Virginia Tech. They had also enjoyed a late dinner together. Rice, an avid football fan, is also one of the world's most influential women. She's the former Secretary of State and was later made the Provost of Stanford University. During their time of fellowship and conversation, Rice joined hands and hearts with the guests and prayed for them their future, and the condition of the world. Although the song was written for the purposes of congregational singing, it has lent itself more fully to solo treatments. 
The melody has a wide range with several large leaps, including leaps of an octave in two places. The theme of solace in spite of sorrow and profound sense of being under the watch care of Jesus, who is our constant friend, offered the African-American community comfort during the Civil Rights Movement. The refrain seals the theme by offering apologies for singing. I sing because I happy. I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. Words that would speak to everyone, but especially African Americans. Ethel Waters is remembered for her her great rendition of this song when she sang and gave her testimony at many Billy Graham crusades. When life is tough, we begin to feel discouraged because we think that there is no hope anymore. However, despite all the trials and hardship, Jesus is with us. He will support us and help us get through all the challenges. Therefore, if you feel sad and cheated in life, always remember to pray and trust God. At first, it may seem that nothing is happening, but eventually you'll notice it. His eye on the sparrow is the gospel song that proves to us that we are never alone and we don't need to be discouraged. Do you ever feel insignificant? Do you feel unimportant? As we grow up, as it was in my case, things happen in this world that put us in places where we feel this is the norm. At 11, I had a brother dying of a fibrocystic disease. Of course, the most important thing in our lives, including my own, was the health of my brother. Our family was told at my brother's birth that his life would be short. So Terry was given priority, as we all wanted. My little brother was in the hospital a lot of his life, and his life was rough. But this rough life made him so precious and so sweet. He was a, such a loving boy. God gave him so much grace. He was so very special, so very special to me. When he was in the hospital, I stayed with relatives. This transitory state put me in contact with some very bad people. Not my relatives so much, but still people in the neighborhood, in schools. I became abused in many ways, and I felt so unimportant and insignificant, ashamed, unable to do anything and worthless. So I know this feeling. But my God knew me. The Bible says in Jeremiah 1.5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. In John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. Romans 5.8, But God shows his love for us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Isaiah 43, 4, Because you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you, 
I give men in return for you, peoples in exchange for your life. Psalms 139, 13-16 says, For you, for, you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was ma being made in secret, intrinsically woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw me and my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them. The days that were formed for me were as yet there was none of them. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. First Peter two nine says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. You see, God was watching me. He knows my comings and goings. He knows my every thought. It's impossible to realize what, great, what a great God we serve. He doesn't just say he loves me, he died for me. Now that's love. God knew what I needed at this time. My dad was a musician and all, all of his brothers were too. So music was a real important thing to my family. My God anointed me with a special ability. I could play a musical instrument. I could just hear a song and play it. I have no idea how I could do this. It was just a God-given gift. But it made me feel very special. And in God's eyes, I was special. Realizing this got me through a very troubled childhood. And God knows you too. You are special. If you had been the only one that ever lived, Jesus would have still died for you. He loves you. Now Glenn's going to play His Eyes on the Sparrow on the clarinet.
podcast and it's always so good to hear from old friends and new friends too we enjoy sharing stories and history about the old-time hymns the authors and events related to the writing of their songs we hope you have been informed and thoroughly enjoyed yourselves our music has been distributed to many places on the web and you can hear it absolutely free by searching the web for the music of glenn dawson it's our gift to you our friends Go over to YouTube and search for us. When you get there, punch that like button and that subscribe button. We're trying to partner with YouTube and we need 4,000 watch hours within 12 months and 1,000 subscribers. You can help us get there and we'd appreciate that so very much. This will help us get our channel going. Our program is a part of the Glenn Dawson Evangelistic Association. We're a 100% nonprofit organization dedicating to sharing Jesus with everyone. We enjoy hearing from you, and you can write us on the platform you're hearing us on, or you could go over to our webpage at 
GLENNDAW.com. That's G-L-E-N-N-D-A-W-S-O-N-E-A.com. We look forward to seeing you again next week on Preparing Our Hearts for Worship. God be with you. Goodbye Goodbye for now. now.